Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. Savior Jesus Christ according to John. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind not have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. There was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, Didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe you sent me. When he had said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. The Gospel of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. John Vanier says of this story in John's Gospel that is one of the simplest and most beautiful chapters in the Gospel of John. It reveals how profoundly human and totally divine Jesus is. It's about Jesus loving people and raising from the dead. Today's story follows uh, what we oftentimes hear in funeral services. And we hear the part of the interaction between John and uh, Lazarus' sister when he says, I am resurrection and I am life. We get the end of the story today. Mary, Lazarus' sister, comes to him and says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. A few passages before, she saw her brother was ailing and called and sent for Jesus to come and to pray, to heal her brother like he had healed so many. She had placed her hope and her trust upon Jesus' ability to transform her brother's life, and Jesus never came. And her brother died. And she's angry. Maybe you've been in that same position where the one that you love the most 
is holding on and you pray earnestly time and time again for healing, for deliverance, for change, and it doesn't come and your reaction is to be angry. And in this story, we get permission to be angry when life doesn't go the way that we want it to. I was thinking about a scene from the movie Steel Magnolias. After Sally Field's daughter dies and they've gone to the funeral, Sally Field is just having this breakdown moment in which she's talking about how angry she is and she just wants to hit something. And Olympia Dukakis grabs Shirley MacLaine's character, who was sort of the, 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 the rough one in the group, and says, here, hit this one. Right? I mean, it's, it's, that, it's that feeling of anger that we have. But it's not just Mary who feels angry. We hear in today's gospel that when Jesus saw her weeping and Lazarus' friends who were weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and he was moved. And it doesn't mean, well, well geez, I feel bad for him. That Jesus felt turmoil within his own soul about what he was observing. That he was disturbed and unsettled by this event. That Lazarus, his friend, the one whom he loved, has died. Jesus wanted to know where, he's, what, where he was and they said, come and see. <coughs> Some saw Jesus' reaction and they said, wow, he's a really compassionate and caring person. Others saw it and sort of scoffed and wondered if he was so compassionate, why didn't he save Lazarus? He had healed so many other people, why couldn't he heal Lazarus? <coughs> Excuse me. So then we hear for the second time that Jesus is disturbed. And this time his, his being disturbed is not this unsettling within him. The word really means that Jesus is there snorting with anger. He's at the, the tomb of his friend, and he's sitting there snorting with anger. And Jesus says, move that stone away. And Martha goes, Lord, you don't want to do that. He's been in there for four days. The King James tells us, she says, Lord, surely he stinketh. <laughs> and Jesus prays. And tells Lazarus to come out of the tomb. And Lazarus comes out bound in the, the burial cloths. And Jesus says, unbind him, unleash him, free him. Alexander Schmemann, who's a wonderful Orthodox theologian and priest, and reflecting upon this, says... You know, Jesus, when he encounters the death of his friend, he doesn't sit there and try to do what many of us do and say, oh, well, you know, at least he's in a better place. Or various other sort of comforting words that we try to say to one another. He says, Jesus just simply wept. He cried. He showed emotion. He was angry. He was sad. He was all those things that we are when our loved ones die. But then, according to the Gospels, Jesus raises his friends. 
that Jesus restores them back to the life that so much of contemporary culture tells us that life is about escaping from this world to another world, Jesus goes and returns Lazarus, his friend who he'd just been crying about, who he'd just been angry about, and says, no, come back to this world. Proclaim resurrection now is what Jesus seems to be saying in this story. The early Christian proclamation was not, oh geez, we'll get away from here in our little escape pod to another planet. But the Christian proclamation was is that as Christ was raised from the dead, so shall we, that in Christ's resurrection, death has been trampled down, that death has been conquered, and the dead shall raise, and those who are in the graves will rejoice. And so it is fitting that on this day in which we are baptizing two people that we talk about death and resurrection. Because historically speaking, baptism has been seen as a dying to the old self and rising to a new creation. Dying to our old way of being and rising to the body of Christ. In it, we reject the ways of the world and the flesh and the devil, and we turn to Jesus for our healing and our salvation, for our identity. In fact, we turn to Jesus for our, our very being. In a world which often seems so fearful and conflicted about the images and worries about death, this story in John's gospel actually gives us um, a charge as Christians to proclaim resurrection and new life into a world which is oftentimes bound by our fears. Be unbound. Release yourself. Proclaim the good news. Because our story our salvation is a story of love. This past weekend at Diocesan Convention, our speaker shared a, a story about a young man named Pedro. Pedro, at turning 18, went to his parents and he said, I, I want some money for a bus ticket so I can go from this village and I can go to the big city and experience city life. So they pool their money together and they give Pedro the money for the bus ticket. He gets on the bus. He goes to the big city. Days, weeks, months go by and no word from Pedro. Finally, his parents become so worried and so distraught over Pedro's disappearance that they go to their priest and they say, what can we do? And he said, well, let's go on to public radio and let's call out for Pedro and see if we can find him. His parents go down to the public radio station and they say, Pedro, it's your mom and dad. We love you. Everything is forgotten. Meet us at the bus station in the city at 12 and we will be there waiting for you. So Pedro's parents and aunts and uncles and grandparents and anyone who could afford a bus ticket hopped on the bus and they went to the big city to wait for Pedro. And 12 o'clock came and he said, 32 Pedros 
showed up. <laughs> there are a lot of people in this world who are searching for love, for grace, for forgiveness, for compassion. They're looking for resurrection and new life. And that is what our gospel is all about. That is the very thing that we proclaim each and every Sunday, that Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. And we believe it begins at baptism. Thank you for listening. For more, go to ChristChurchTulsa.org. And peace be with you.